Does science point to the soul? In neuroscience, there are two main perspectives. One perspective is called reductive materialistic physicalism. It states that the brain and mind are equivalent, which means the soul is absent. Another perspective is called mind-body dualism. It states that the brain and mind are distinct from each other, which means the soul is present. The neuroscientific evidence for mind-body dualism includes the following. 1. Unsplittable mind. 2. Non-material intellect. 3. Non-material cognition. 4. Free agency. 5. Unlocalizable thought. 6. Corroborated out-of-body events. 1. Unsplittable mind. When the neuroscientist Roger Sperry split the brains of epileptic patients, he found that they were still the same person with the same sense of self, even after the procedure. He showed that while it was possible to split the brain, it was not possible to split the mind. The mind was metaphysically simple. He concluded that the intellect in human beings is not material, which points to the soul. 2. Non-material intellect When the neuroscientist Wilder Penfield studied epileptic patients, he was firstly unable to locate a region to stimulate the patient's agency in a neurosurgery and secondly was unable to find seizures that generate intellectual thought. Why are there no intellectual seizures, Penfield asked. Why is there no place to stimulate the patient's agency? Those things should be expected under materialistic physicalism. The answer he found was that the intellect and will of human beings are not material, which points to the soul. Penfield became a mind-body dualist. 3. Non-material cognition The neuroscientist Adrian Owen illustrated how humans in persistent vegetative states had the same mental activity as healthy human beings when asked certain questions inside functional MRIs. Owen illustrated that certain aspects of the mind cannot be destroyed by severe brain damage. In other words, the mind is not material. This points to the soul. 4. Free agency The neuroscientist Benjamin Libet demonstrated that when human beings refuse to act on impulses that come their way, the brain's signal is absent. This means that human beings have the non-material free choice to decide whether to act upon incoming impulses. This non-material component is part of the soul. Libet himself became a dualist. 5. Unlocalizable thought. Higher abstract thoughts and intellectual functions are not localizable in the brain. This is more expected dualism and thus points to the fact that they are likely non-material. This points to the soul. 6. Corroborated out-of-body events. Out-of-body experiences that are corroborated by external evidence. When the patient was clinically dead with no brain activity and no heartbeat, the patient could recall certain details that the patient could not otherwise have known, such as seeing a special shoe on the rooftop of the building or seeing a certain number on a sticker of a machine or reciting the doctor's conversation during the procedure. This provides evidence that there exists a non-material component, namely the soul. Under physicalism, no memory should have been formed. In this case, a memory was formed. This provides evidence against physicalism and it provides evidence for dualism. One counter-argument is that all near-death experiences were generated because of oxygen deprivation. This argument is completely false. In certain events, a corroborated verified memory was formed when the patient was clinically dead with no brain activity and no heartbeat. This goes against physicalism. Another counter-argument is that the patients guessed the event. This argument is completely false. 
Firstly, specific details that were unique to the situation were mentioned, such as the doctor's unique conversations. Secondly, an experiment was performed where they compared patients who had an out-of-body experience and those who did not have one. Those who had one were the only ones who accurately described the procedure. Those who did not have one described the procedure wrongly. They were unable to guess it. Another counter-argument is that the patients described the events due to chance. This argument is completely false. To accurately describe the events would be like getting the jackpot in lottery 15 times in a row, which can only realistically happen if someone has interfered with the system and cheated. Another counter-argument is that the patients might have had a predisposition toward the afterlife because of a psychological need. This argument is completely false. Firstly, even atheists experience the out-of-body experiences and they do not have a predisposition toward the afterlife. Secondly, religious people do not have a predisposition either and thus it is unexpected. Thirdly, negative hellish events were reported, which are not desirable. Another counter-argument is that the near-death experiences can be replicated using recreational drugs. This is completely false. Firstly, they cannot yield verifiable corroborated events. Secondly, are not analogous and have different content when one study the details. Question. Can evolution explain near-death experiences? No, they cannot. Evolution is focused on encouraging survival, while near-death experiences encourages death. Another counter-argument is panpsychism which is the viewpoint that the mind is a fundamental constituent of everything that exists, and that mind is in all matter. This viewpoint has several problems. Firstly, conscious states and brain states are contingently connected. This contingent connection is not explained under panpsychism, and thus panpsychism has a lower explanatory power in comparison to dualism. Secondly, there is the unity problem for panpsychism. Many minds do not result in a macromind. There is a gap there. Question. Are the near-death experiences consistent with Christianity? Yes, they are. The core facts of the near-death experiences are consistent with Christianity. The differences only emerge because of cultural interpretations of the core facts. John Burke states the following, quote, Even though they vary a fair amount, these accounts have a common core, and incredibly, entirely consistent with what we're told about the afterlife in the Bible." End of quote. Another counter-argument is that the out-of-body experience was a hallucination. This is completely false. External independent evidence corroborates the out-of-body experience. A hallucination is only in the realm of the mind and is not part of the external world. Therefore, it was not a hallucination. In an article published by the prestigious medical journal Lancet, the researcher Pim Van Lommel concluded that none of the alternative explanations for near-death experiences work. Pim Van Lommel has said the following, quote, The various physiological and psychological factors cannot explain the phenomenon in full. End of quote. Another counter-argument is the interaction problem, which states that the body influences the mind through brain damage. For example, this argument does not influence dualism. This is to be expected under dualism as the body is a vehicle for the soul. There is correlation, but not causation. The philosopher J. Kwon Kim said the following, quote, Correlations are not explanations. They are in fact the very thing that need explaining. End of quote. Question. Can evolution account for the origin of consciousness or the soul? No, it cannot. Evolution only accounts for the physical. Therefore, evolution does not account for the consciousness or the soul. Another counter-argument is about epiphenomenalism, 
which states that the consciousness is an emergent property. This viewpoint is flawed. Epiphenomenalism does not provide an explanation for the origin of consciousness. It merely describes the issue. Therefore, it has lower explanatory power in comparison to dualism. Another counterargument is about functionalism, which is the viewpoint that the mind merely constitutes its function. This viewpoint is flawed. Functionalism only explains behavior and not sensations. Therefore, it has lower explanatory power in comparison to dualism. Question. Is consciousness in the cerebral cortex? No, it is not. Consciousness is not localizable. Question. What are a few physical effects that require non-physical causes? A few examples include the singularity, black holes, general relativity, and quantum entanglement. In conclusion, science points to the soul. For real.